Hello, and welcome to The County Conversation, a podcast featuring employees and subject matter experts from the Fairfax County government discussing programs, services, and items of interest to residents of Fairfax County. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on this edition of The Conversation, we'll talk with Lieutenant Ryan Morgan of the Fairfax County Police Department about a program called Diversion First, as well as Ryan's role as Crisis Intervention Team Coordinator and how his efforts are helping to further county goals. So Ryan, or Lieutenant Morgan, well, welcome to the uh, the podcast. Thanks for being with us. Thank you, Jim. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. A uh, little bit about about Ryan. Who who is he? Have you always had a desire to be a, a police officer when you were growing up? Uh, I did. I was I was born in Fairfax County. I spent most of my life adolescent life here. My father was a police officer with Fairfax uh-huh. County. My uncle was, and uh, you know I have firefighters and dispatchers in my family, and it wow. it was a it was a pretty easy choice for me. It's something I've I've always he had my heart as yeah. a as a love. That that's kind of in the in the blood, right? In the yeah. Blood. yeah. <laughs> so you're you're with the uh, Fairfax County Police Department, a lieutenant. I'm sure you just didn't start with Fairfax County Police as a lieutenant and in your role. Kind of what are some of the things that that you've done while you while you've been in the department? Uh, I started off at the very bottom. <laughs> I'll say, yeah, I started Isn't off that the normal way. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I started off as a as a cadet with the police department, okay. um, um, a non sworn role. Um, it was a, actually it's a, a very good learning experience for uh, for a, a very young person mm-hmm. to get to get some understanding of what the police department's like. Um, I went to the academy just like like uh, well everybody every other police officer does, and um, then progressed through the ranks. I started off in the the Fair Oaks district, which is um, you know center, at that time it was Centerville Chantilly. Came to the Sully district stations, did some time in internal affairs. A um, couple of the roles uh, worked. Worked in the south end of the county. Of, mm. I, I feel like I've been, I've been, a lot of different places right, in, right. in twenty years. Yeah, but that's kind of how public service, uh, uh, public safety folks work, though. And, and you kind of move around a lot within the the county to, I guess, have different experiences and learn different parts of the county. I mean, that's kind of the normal way, isn't it? Uh, you know, I, I guess it's it's maybe it's fifty fifty. Okay. Maybe the, the stats are not not right there, but. Uh, there's some people who feel feel very comfortable where they start, okay. and they they make a career there. And there's uh, there's good things to say about that. There's other folks that that do enjoy moving around to the okay. different aspects. Uh, Fairfax County has so much opportunity. Yeah. It's, a, it's such a great place to work. Yeah, over 400 square miles, a lot of territory for police to cover, and a lot of activities and and things. And right now, your role is crisis intervention team coordinator. That's kind that's kind of what you're doing. I just got to ask, you know, the, the simple uh, question, what does that mean when we're talking about crisis intervention team? What is that? Well, what we understand is this. There are a lot of people in jail who probably shouldn't be or don't need to be. Hmm. And so we're embarking on trying to make this community safer and put Fairfax County in uh, the best position it can to to make it enjoyable for for all the residents and to provide a high level of service to everybody, uh, crisis intervention is uh, essentially bringing we're bringing the police department, the sheriff's department, uh, mental health folks, all together to um, to provide services to folks who are in crisis or uh, who are you know mentally ill, and it first starts off with uh, you know a robust training program. We follow the the national model, uh, sometimes you might hear people call it the, the Memphis model approach to hmm. crisis intervention. 
um, it's the the program that Virginia has adopted as the model program. Okay. okay. Is it when we're talking about crisis intervention team, and maybe some folks will see the acronym CIT, I guess sometimes, and so that's that's what it means, crisis intervention team. Is this a fairly new um, activity in Fairfax County? I mean, I guess when when was this this team formed? How did it how did it come about? Well, to be honest with you, it started long before the state really got involved. Oh, wow. Fairfax County has been doing CIT or been providing training in crisis intervention since about 2006. Oh. In about 2011, that's when the state really started um, focusing in on how on best practices. Um, Fairfax County was, was sort of mirroring the best practice approach, mm-hmm. but uh, we've made a decision to uh, go forward now with uh, with the Memphis model that I was mm-hmm. talking about, mm-hmm. and so that's how we're going to work our uh, program going forward. Right, and uh, Memphis, Tennessee, I assume. Correct. Okay. So Correct. what 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 makes that model or or what they did so special? Well, I think that's that's where it all started. My understanding is that back in the in the late '80s, there was a a fella who was unarmed and he was shot by police and he was mentally ill, and all of the the folks in that area just thought that there could be a better way mm. for law enforcement interacting with folks who are mentally ill. Um, and, and now we've pro- progressed substantially since since the 80s. But mm. you know, Memphis is sort of noted as sort of the, the founders kind of, of the, They were the first program. ones that, that dealt with the issue, I guess, or recognized the issue. Right. So it's about dealing with people with mental health issues who may come in contact with law enforcement officers. Yes. Essentially. Okay. And the, and the goal? Well, the, the goal is to keep folks with mental illness out of jail um, for, for low-level offenses. You know, there are, are a whole array of crimes that happen in Fairfax County. Um, many of the ones that we respond to are low-level misdemeanor type offenses. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure, there's, there's robberies and there's uh, shootings, those type of things. And people do need to go to jail for, for some crimes, but, you know, there are a whole host of other low-level misdemeanor type offenses where, you know, the person is, you know, has a history of mental illness and, um, Many times, those folks are not um, are not uh, they they don't do well in jail. Hmm. They don't do well in jail. Right. And what they really need is they need uh, some sort of wraparound program to to get a hold of um, to address the underlying mental illness mm-hmm. issue. Are and you know not asking for names or specifics, but could you do like like an example type of case so that that I and listeners could kind of better understand what you're kind of talking about? Sure. I, I like to, to use the case of uh, there's a, a lady sitting on some pumpkins, local Harris Teeter. Okay. And she's okay. crying, and it's closing time. And the store, they're, they're trying to close. They need her to leave, and they're asking her. She's not responding how you know many of us mm-hmm. would respond. Mm-hmm. She's sitting there crying. And so the, the business, they, they call the police department to sort of figure it out. And the officers, they show up. And they ask the lady to leave. Then they tell the lady to leave, you know, and there's always that underlying risk that you could go to jail if you don't comply. The lady is breaking the law, right? And, I'm, uh, and let me let me just pop in there. And, and what's the law being broken, I guess? Trespassing or? Trespassing, okay, yeah. Okay. Well, Not leaving. In this the, scenario, yeah, yeah that yeah, would okay. be a trespass. She's okay. been asked to leave and she won't. Gotcha. Okay. But she's sitting there crying. 
And what the officers find out through talking to the lady is that her son had died one year prior, and it was right around Halloween time. The pumpkins. And the pumpkins. And this just brought back all those emotions from a year prior. And, you know, I don't think any officer would feel comfortable taking that young right. lady to jail for, right. a, for a misdemeanor trespassing case, given those circumstances. Right. And that happens. I, um, I would say that she could go to jail, but it's probably not the best or most advantageous right. route for the officer. Right. right. So let me take that scenario a step further. So, and, and I'm going to use air quotes here, I, and I can't think of a better way to say it. The, the average person, you know, could, could find themselves in that situation, let alone someone with a history, say, of, of mental health issues, et cetera, which would even compound the issue further, I'm assuming? Uh, yes. Uh, you know, the, the stats that I've heard is that, you know, in any given year, it's like one in six people will have some sort of crisis issue affect them, whether, mm-hmm. you know, it could be the death of a loved one. Uh, it, it could be a diagnosis of mental illness. Uh, uh, I mean, there's a whole host of different loss things. Loss of a job is a big, big trigger. Yeah. There's a lot of things that can put people in crisis. I mean, these are these are turbulent times. And, um, you know, and we're seeing a we're seeing more and more people are in crisis. It's mm-hmm. it's they're more frequently dispatched calls for mental yeah. illness yeah. Than, than I've ever seen in 20 years. Yeah. So I guess one of the key takeaways here is we talked with Lieutenant Ryan Morgan of Fairfax County Police Department about uh, crisis intervention team, and we'll be transitioning into a a topic of a new program called Diversion First. But I I guess a a key takeaway is that police officers are really not there just with the intent to pick you up, put you in cuffs, and and get you off the street because it sounds like they're actually in that situation almost like a counselor talking and listening and i like to put it this way jim if your home's getting broken into or someone's getting attacked you need to be on the phone calling 911 for that law enforcement side of a police officer Mm. but many of those other cases somebody's in crisis they need help they don't need the law enforcement side of a police officer they need the service side Mm. and uh, and as as cliche as it may sound we we do serve and protect and and that's I don't want to ever forget about the service side. That's very important. Interesting. So, Diversion First, a new program in Fairfax County that that is part of or relates to the crisis intervention team. Kind of a, kind of explain what Diversion First is and, and this role with crisis intervention team from the police department, if you can. Right. Well, it's 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 a big partnership collaboration between sheriff, police, and mental health. And what we do. For, for my side of Diversion First is those folks that come into our, the emergency services section at the Merrifield Center out in uh, Merrifield, Virginia. Uh, folks are, are coming in by police on either voluntary basis or sometimes under an emergency custody type issue. Protective custody is kind of a way of putting it uh, for further evaluation from a clinician who works there. And, you know, many of these people that are seen at Merrifield Center it's sort of like that pumpkin case we're talking about. There, mm-hmm. there could be a crime associated with it, but the officer has has realized that the mental health aspect is is more important in the mm-hmm. case, and so it's an, it's there's a continuum of care really. The there's officers and deputies assigned to Maryfield Center to sort of assist those officers when they bring those folks in. Okay, I'm assuming that there's some type of training for officers to kind of 
maybe recognize some of these situations or, or signs or symptoms or things that, you know, might not be uh, picked up on by the normal person or maybe just not picked up on if you didn't have some type of maybe a little bit of specialized training? Is that a, a leap? or, a, or a No, uh, you're, you're right on the money. As, as the training coordinator for that, um, we host several classes every year in crisis intervention. And, and I can't do the, all the training myself. I need to bring in the specialists. I need to bring in um, you know, psychologists who can better give an understanding to the students what is mental illness. Mm-hmm. Um, we do a simulation where the officers get an opportunity to, um, to sort of understand what it's like to hear voices. Mm. Uh, it's a, it, it has a, a, a profound effect on people when they're, when they're done. Uh, through through all the the classes we've had that that's that's been a highlight we bring in folks peers who are recovering from mental illness to sort of give their perspective of what it's like living mm-hmm. with mental mm-hmm. illness and then actually we, we put officers through practicals um, mm-hmm. uh, it, you know on the training's 40 hours on day three four and five we uh, we put these officers through um, it's pretty intense practicals to uh, mm-hmm. to hone skills and and I'm assuming you went through the training yourself and kind of oversee the training. Personal question, I mean, impact on you? What would you kind of feel when you were going through this? Well, you know, I took the training that we had before we started our new program. Yeah. So I had a, a, a baseline knowledge. Uh, I will tell you, I've been through every training that we've put on since. And each time I grow... Hmm. Um, I have a, a much deeper appreciation for folks who are suffering from mental illness. And uh, I will tell you, serving in the role that I am now, I will tell you that it is the most rewarding position I've been in wow. in 20 years. It's, it's, wow. it's just really touched me that, that yeah. much. For, for, for the listener who is really, you know, we're, we're kind of doing this very quickly, kind of talking about mental health issues and crisis intervention and, and a new diversion first program. What's a good takeaway or a good thing to 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 learn as we're just kind of scratching the surface here? If there was a, a key message or something you wanted to, to deliver to anyone listening right now? Well, I would say we never know when the crisis is going to happen. And if you pick up the phone and you call 911, mm-hmm. the call taker on the other end is going to ask, what's the nature of your emergency? Right. Uh, medical emergencies are, are pretty clear cut. A lot of those other calls... Uh, sort of defer to the police department. Mm-hmm. And we do wear many hats, uh, like, like you were referencing. But what I want to tell the, the folks out there listening is that if they need a CIT-trained officer to ask for one, if you need that service component, that's, that's what you really need to be asking for. Those officers have the training to stabilize crisis situations mm-hmm. and just have that, a little, just have that, that bit of knowledge that, that may have a successful outcome mm-hmm, for, mm-hmm. The, for the crisis. Mm-hmm. And the key word, uh, word that popped in my mind as you were talking, too, is uh, compassion. I guess compassion, if you're in a situation to recognize what someone else may be going through, and then, of course, that's what the crisis intervention team officers and, and people involved in that program have, have as well. I mean, there's a duty to perform as well, but you're doing it compassionately and trying to do the best for the person. Yes, you have to have compassion and empathy. Uh, that's those are those are key components for uh, for really getting to understand mm-hmm. wh- where the person's going mm-hmm. coming from. Yeah, let's talk diversion first a little bit. It's a new program in the county. Kind of 
compounds or intersects or works with, I guess, crisis intervention. You mentioned it's mental health, uh, police department, and sheriff, I'm assuming because the sheriff's office uh, uh, oversees the, the jail facility in Fairfax County. So uh, diversion first, talk a little bit about that, a, a new, new program. Well, it is a new program for Fairfax County. The, there are sequential intercept points. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are predictable points in where somebody with mental uh, mental health concerns or in crisis may have interaction with law enforcement mm. um, or may have interaction with somebody, whether it be, you know, one of the, the first stages is a law enforcement officer meeting somebody out in the field. Okay. You, okay. Um, you know, other intercept points would be at the jail. Mm. If the person is arrested mm-hmm. at the jail uh, and then, you know, the magistrates also play a part. Okay. And then there, there comes a point where the person is now, you know, has either gone through court or is being released back into society, and there needs to be some sort of wraparound program for, for that person. What I typically do or what my role is is, is really that first intercept point, okay. the first interaction with law enforcement. That's, that's really where the police department okay. has its most effect. So the and if I understand correctly, the Diversion First program started. We're, we're recording this program in February of 2016. Program started in January of 2016. Is that correct? So January one. Really, really new. Brand new. I mean, is is there any way? Do you even have any kind of feedback or anything about how the program is going in the first few weeks, first month or so? Well, I can tell you from the the professionals, the clinicians assigned to the emergency services part at Merrifield, they have really been great and. The collaboration piece between police and sheriff with the mental health folks has been extraordinarily well received. Mm-hmm. Uh, truly, a, a, a team in and of itself, mm-hmm. um, and it's unlike anything I've I've done in the police department. Uh, we're seeing uh, it's, my eyes have been open to how many cases come through wow. the Maryfield Center. Uh, in the first month alone, we're we're over a hundred police cases. Wow, um, you know, and you know, a good portion of those had crimes associated with them. Those low level mm-hmm. crimes that mm-hmm. we're talking mm-hmm. about. Or the officer felt that the, the person would be more in need of services and, instead of jail. Right. Uh, you know, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be kind of the, the, the mean guy now. All right. I, I'm sure there are some people that don't really understand or maybe don't see the value in this. You know, someone commits a crime, lock them up, throw them in jail. Yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> I, I've heard that. And, and there, there is a place for some people. You know, like I said, if, if, if there's... A robber, you know, a bank robber, that type of thing. Sure, I, I think we can all agree that that a person like that can be in jail. Mm-hmm. Um, diversion is not for those people. Okay. Diversion is for those low-level nuisance crimes. Uh, the, in the, the case of that that the pumpkin, pumpkin lady, yeah. Harris Teeter had no interest in pursuing charges with right, her. Right. They, they were not interested. They just wanted her gone to be able to clear the property and close Correct. up. Yeah. Correct. And, and I got to give it to. To the uh, to the store for for calling the police and ha- letting us have the ability to right. to handle that case. Okay. Um, so w- we have a whole host of people who come through the Maryfield Center, um, and I, like I was saying, I yeah. I just wanted to just wanted to let let the the public out there know that um, you know of those low level misdemeanor cases that are that are coming through, forty one percent of them have you know had those underlying charges oh, wow. uh, we're able to we're able to take care of it wow interesting i know there's a lot more questions i could ask a lot more discussion we could get into talking about uh, crisis intervention team and the county's new diversion first program uh, with uh, lieutenant ryan morgan of fairfax county police department but i think 
maybe it's kind of a good point to end there, but I kind of want you to end with, uh, I don't know, website, telephone number, then any kind of resources where folks could could learn more. And, and then again, if you will, uh, if they are in a situation, I know fly safety, call 911, but if it's not really life, you know, threatening situation, is there a number to call or is it the same kind of kind of number? Well, if it's a if it's a police non-emergency type thing, you can always call our non-emergency number at 703-691-2131. But if you need the services of the emergency services staff at Maryfield, that number is 703-573-5679. Okay. And you can find that on the Fairfax County website. Okay. All right. So if they wanted to go to fairfaxcounty.gov and maybe do a search for crisis intervention team or diversion first, uh, some search results would come up. That's correct. If you could repeat those two telephone numbers again for me again, I think it's really important for folks to jot this down. Sure. The The police non-emergency number is 703-691-2131. And the Maryfield Emergency Services uh, portion of Maryfield is mm-hmm. 703-573-5679. And when, we know the police non-emergency is 24-7, so anytime someone would need that. How about the Maryfield Center number? Is that a daytime office hours kind of number? or 24-7, 365. Wow. Okay. All right. So great uh, great resources there for you and great information that you've shared, Ryan. Appreciate it. I know I've, I've learned a lot about crisis intervention team and diversion first and, and kind of what it's uh, meant for and, and the, the sounds like the success it's already having and it's uh, – first month, six weeks or so of operation. Yep, I can't, can't wait for things to come. Yeah, all right. Lieutenant Ryan Morgan, Fairfax County Police Department, with us on the County Conversation. Thanks to him for being with us, and thanks to you for joining in and listening. Uh, if you need more Fairfax County news and events, we encourage you to visit fairfaxcounty.gov news, or you can call 703-Fairfax. That's 703-324-7329, weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. Thanks for listening again to the County Conversation produced by the Fairfax County, Virginia government.